Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz, and my guest today, and I have two, are Frank Pegram from Dynamark Security, a firm that he founded in Richmond, Virginia back in 1981, and Kevin Jordan with Red Point Marketing, who is also in the Virginia area and is a duct tape marketing certified consultant. So we're going to talk about Frank's entrepreneurial journey, uh, but then also talk a little bit about uh, the engagement of a marketing consultant to help you grow a firm. So, Kevin and Frank, uh, thanks for joining me. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. So, uh, I know obviously I've you know what a security firm does. I mean, they're very very common around uh, the world these days. Uh, but um, I, I'm really curious about you know what led you to start one some thirty plus years ago. Hmm. Well, actually, uh, it was a little bit by chance because I had uh, come out of school, worked for a telephone company, which at the time was uh, not Verizon. It was CMP Telephone before the breakup and everything. Yeah. And uh, one of the Bell operating companies uh, was really bored there, couldn't stand doing that, um, and uh, just started doing various different sales jobs until a friend of mine said, you know, you ought to take a look at this. He was selling part-time for this company called Dynamark Security. He was getting his master's in English, and I took a look at it, and, um, you know, just I started selling for them kind of part-time. One thing led to another. I said, you know, this is the business I want to start, because I knew I wanted to be in business for myself. Um, just wasn't exactly sure what. So. And um, one thing led to another, and here you go. <laughs> so, so you were not the original founder of uh, the business? Dynamark was very close to a franchise back nice. then, and then they you. actually franchised in 1984. And um, I, through the the benefit of already being associated with them as a dealer, um, uh, was so, somewhat grandfathered in. Had to pay you know a, mm-hmm. a, a reduced franchise fee to get in since I was one of the original uh, franchisees. Gotcha. And. Um, and things have evolved through the years that we're no longer a franchise. I'm just Dynamark Security of Richmond, but there is a Dynamark Security nationwide that does all the monitoring of all of our accounts, and they also provide some marketing support and product distribution and stuff like that. But we're no longer a franchise network where we pay fees and co-ops and all that stuff. Well, I, I've owned my own business for uh, coming up on 28 years, so I love it. I get interviewed a lot, too, and I get, you know, this question all the time, and I, I think it's a very uh, interesting question. I'd love to hear your take. W- would you say now, in hindsight, <laughs> some thirty years later, uh, that uh, th- that you're achieving the vision that you had for your business when you originally started, or was it more? Let's just see where this goes. Well, I mean, I definitely had more vision of let's see where this goes. I mean, I had very specific income goals. I yeah. mean, but I was pretty young when I did it, so I was. For me, it was more. I'm just going to go sell my butt off, and and um, you know, I had income goals based on contact goals and sales goals and then um where my business is now is well beyond you know what my goals were um you know financially um so you know i had a vision of a a company that was self-sustaining that um, would generate uh an income regardless of what i did afterwards that was also sellable and you know so i after a few years of learning a little bit about business and spent a lot of time reading and listening to the tapes and all that stuff, you know, you, you realize, okay, I got to have an exit strategy from the very onset, whether I'm exiting, you know, today or, you know, 40 years from now. So, 
Are there some some numbers, statistics you could share that could give us a sense of the the size of the business today? Um, well, let me tell you two things. First off, this is actually my second alarm company because uh, after about fourteen and a half years of running the franchise, um, the franchisor wanted to have a corporate location here in Richmond, and um, I was at a little bit of a crossroads because the industry was changing quite a bit, and so they made me an offer that I can't refuse and just and to, to, to sell mine back to them to be a corporate-owned mm-hmm. location and to run it for them, which I did. Um, and But then very shortly thereafter, you have this a lot of detail here, but there's a lot of change going on in the industry. There's a lot of consolidation. They were made an offer they couldn't refuse, <laughs> and they spun off part of their, um, their organization, which... Uh, even I, I ran my office that I'd sold to them for about eight months. They sold part of their organization, which allowed me to actually start back up in the business again, but from scratch with no client base. I had my name, but I had had essentially sold all of my, my accounts, my contracts, if you will. Mm-hmm. So I started back up again um, in 2000. And um, so I'll just say that the first 15 years we had roughly, you know, Twelve or thirteen hundred accounts, and the second fifteen-year business, we have about three thousand accounts. So, you know, I guess you learn after the first time a little bit. And you, <laughs> um, so we're, we did about a million and a half dollars in, in business this year, most of which is recurring revenue. So yeah. it's good well, business. Well, so I was. My next question was, you know, were there any pivotal moments, uh, you know, that led to your success? Well, obviously, you shared a pretty pivotal moment. Pivotal moment, I suppose, in in your business. Uh, so, so it kind of makes me think. Did you, essentially, in starting over, did you, were there any thoughts that you had around, like, well, this is how I'm going to do it different this time? Um, well, yeah, and um, I would say yes, but they revolved mainly around how the industry had changed. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I don't think it was okay. I'm going to do all this completely different from what completely different what I did before. My business model changed, but my business model changed because the industry had changed. Yeah. Um, because just like cell phones when they first came out, they were a thousand dollars. Then they became free if you sign a contract. Alarm yeah. systems when I started were a couple thousand dollars, but then all of a sudden the free business model came out if you sign a three year contract. And right. so. Um, I think I sold it at my first one at a good time so that I then had the resources to start up a different business model where I could mm-hmm. you know, I could lead within the industry's new business model. Yeah, and in a way, not everybody gets that gift. You know, there are a lot of people that kind of hang on to their business even though the industry is changing around them because they don't have a lot of choice. So I suppose starting over doesn't sound like a gift, but in some ways it sounds like it was probably a very positive thing. Well, the only thing, only thing constant is change. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so uh, today or throughout your journey, what have you found to be the hardest thing about growing a business? Mm, um, you know, probably finding the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly that's one thing. Within our business, it, of course, generating qualified leads yeah. for sure, which of course is where, you know, Kevin has come in and helped a lot. Um, the, for, for me, I mean, there's a lot of things within our industry, but I would say good people, qualified leads, those are the two most important things for, for my business. Yeah, I've interviewed 
uh, I'm guessing well over a thousand people for this show and various other things that I have done over the years and really two consistent uh, things, marketing and people. And, and a lot of times people, yeah. sometimes it's just people management. I mean, there are definitely people that are more wired to manage and, and certainly a lot of entrepreneurs actually struggle with that part because they're not, they're typically not the greatest managers. Um, what, what, what have you done to kind of address those two issues, marketing um, and people management? Well, the second go around with this company, um, you know, I, I've done most of the sales myself, and so I, I, I used lead generation programs, marketing that suited my sales style. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, again, having done it for fifteen years previously with the first company, you know, I already knew the things that worked and didn't work. Yeah. So again, that was another great benefit to having been around it for a long time um so that's kind of a tough question to ask again i i work i i I worked on lead generation and marketing that fit my sales style number one and number two you know as far as people uh i've always been very good around people and very easy going not a whole lot rivals me i think if you're in business for yourself and you do get rattled easily you're not going to last long (laughs) So uh, I don't get rattled too easily. Um, I've also <laughs> made it one of what, part of my business plan when I started the second time was to outsource as much as I possibly could where it didn't affect client services. Right. I would never do anything to outsource that would impact you know service to my customer. But um, other things I like to outsource, like you know, billing was outsourced. Um, you know, I, I outsourced mailings and things like that i didn't wasn't going to try to do all that stuff in-house and then ultimately you know as the internet evolved and internet marketing evolved and and you know the generation of people that were looking at alarm systems um continue to expand and more and more younger people are buying homes and so forth and i gotta i gotta take advantage of the internet i don't know squat so i gotta find someone that knows how to, to manage that marketing and um, that's what that's again. That's kind of what then led me to Kevin. Yeah. So um, if you're just uh, tuning in uh, to this part of the program, I also have Kevin Jordan, who is a duct tape marketing uh, consultant on the line. And you know, it's interesting. I'd, I'd love to, uh, obviously get your take, uh, Kevin, as well on this idea. But a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners, are typically, in, in many cases, are very good at selling. Uh, they're very good at at building the business to a certain point and th- then some fortunately sometimes they recognize that point at which they need uh, more than just kind of what their ability to sell um, can bring so so Kevin how how do you when you work with an entrepreneur like that that's very sales driven uh, how do you bring a distinction between you know what they had done to get to that point and and maybe what marketing might be in a more expanded role well I think it comes back to thinking of marketing as a system, John, of course, which is what duct tape marketing is all about. And I think Frank is a perfect example of the sort of disconnect that can happen between you know, marketing and, and sales if it's not treated as a system. Because when I first approached Frank, and in fact, the reason that he started working with me was that uh, he was outsourcing the marketing, but he was outsourcing it to five or six different people. Mm-hmm. Like, 
And one person was helping with direct mail and one person was helping with a website and uh, one person was helping with SEO. And uh, another person who actually referred him to me was helping with AdWords account management and pay-per-click. And none of them were like doing a super great job of communicating well with each other and making sure that everything was kind of working together to drive the qualified leads that he could then go and, and sell. So I think that was kind of the catalyst, if you will, that led to our you know, project starting. Um, I will say that you know, one thing that has been a real relief for me is knowing that Frank is such a good salesperson and that as long as I can bring the qualified leads to him, I don't have to worry about them falling through the cracks or you know, uh, not, not having a sales process in place, which, which is a problem with some of my other clients and you know, some entrepreneurs is that they're just not really good salespeople. And it doesn't matter how many leads I bring to them. I, I know that I'm going to have to also sell the leads and basically hand the, the customer to them on a silver platter. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And with, with Frank, I don't have that problem. Yeah, I think that that's true whether you're doing in-person sales or you know, you're selling a $29 product online. You, you've got to get the conversion part <laughs> right before you start trying to throw traffic at it or throw dollars at it to, to generate leads because you can be wasting a lot of, of time and effort. Um, Frank, w- w- how would you or, or could you characterize what, what Kevin just said, that point of view of, of thinking of marketing as a system? Has that, um, have you fully embraced that idea or is that, have you realized the impact of that yet? Oh, for sure. I mean, and actually, you know, Kevin really kind of nailed it. I mean, yeah, I, I had... Um, you know, all these different people that are trying to get to do things for me, you know, because you can't do everything. It's impossible. I don't care, you know, who you are. So, um, and there really wasn't a whole lot of organization. It was me trying to organize it all, which I, you know, you can't can't do that, not and run the business as well and also try to sell. So, um, you know, what, what he did was be able to offer, you know, um, an organized system and he described it really well, you know, of, of a funnel, you know. And um, and I kind of always sort of viewed it that way. I, you know, people would ask me who are in the alarm business that have seen me over the years. I, I've never been this great, big, huge superstar or anything, but I've just, I've been kind of a plotter, you know. Mm-hmm. I just, I just keep doing the same thing, do the same thing. I'm very patient. I'm very persistent, you know. Um, and all of a sudden I got, you know, a big client base. Um and people ask me, well, you know, where do you get all your leads from? I said, well, you know, some of them come from direct mail, some of them come from the internet, some of them come from referrals, some of them come from home shows, some of them come from yard signs, come from yellow pages. It's just, you know, it's just, you got to have a lot of different sources, you know. But you know, what I really wasn't recognizing was that the internet was the same way. Yeah. But, um, but on a, um, no, I'm not going to find the right word for this, but. Uh, uh, it, it was really the same thing, but it was you're you're trying to get all these people to get to your site, or to um, and then you know, you know into this funnel, and you know ultimately there's only going to be a few that are going to fall out, and hopefully the few that you want. You know, once they you, you kind of the internet's going to kind of qualify things for you, and your goal is to be sure that you know all the little marketing that you're doing within the internet um, through your website and Google AdWords and um, all the you know the referral marketing, the email marketing, all the stuff that Kevin's now doing for us, um, you know, funnels it all down uh, efficiently. Yeah. So. so, so have you been able to uh, 
have you had enough time to quantify what working in that manner or, or organizing your marketing in that manner has meant in terms of, of clients and process and, and revenue even? I'm going to just answer no to that question. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, we've been doing this, how long have we been together now, Kevin? Uh, it's been just about a year this month, actually. So, yeah. uh, so I think a lot yeah. of it has been sort of bringing the system into place and mm-hmm. setting up uh, the funnel. And uh, I think we've, we've made some good progress in some areas, especially when it comes to things like the online reviews and uh, yep. the email marketing and things like that. So we're, we're now getting to the point where we can start cranking it up a notch now that we've done some, some of the testing and the tweaking um, so I think that's the plan for year two is to really uh, kind of expand it. And we're also working on some sort of exciting strategic partnerships that I think uh, have a lot of potential um, to uh, bring in more referrals. Yeah. So, I, um, To answer your question directly, John, I, I could probably, now that we've had about a year, and of course, you know, one of the things I'm doing now is looking at the numbers from last year, you know, overall, my company's revenues were up right at 10%. So, you know, was that all due to that? Probably not. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure it probably wasn't, you know, but, you know, technology has changed within our industry, which has brought in more revenue for us. However, there's no question about it. Um, a lot of the things that, that we've done are making things work more efficiently. Referrals come into our business a lot easier and they're mm-hmm. easier to track. Um, the the online reviews and and that has come i would say you know i think before kevin started doing this you know i may have had one um if that um and we had a great reputation but i didn't really know how to go about you know getting the reviews i knew you could do it but i didn't have time to do it mm-hmm. you know that was the big thing and now we have a number of really good reviews and they have made closing sales so much easier too because an awful lot of times when people want when people do call me up they're saying i say by the way how'd you hear about us and they say uh well so-and-so referred me to you or i just did a search but you just had the best reviews out there you had a mm-hmm. bunch of really good ones so that's mm-hmm. why i called mm-hmm. so and it's almost like we're ready to go just come tell me what i need yeah so it's definitely it, it's having a really it's having a great impact yeah, and I think one of the things a lot of times people will point to uh, initially, uh, because particularly a business like yours that, that has been successful, you know, you're not going to double the business overnight. But I think uh, I'm hearing you say that you feel more confident that it's being done and done right, and and you have more control maybe over over your marketing. And and I think for many business owners, that kind of first that that initial benefit uh, is pretty significant as well. Mm-hmm. So, what does the future hold, uh, Frank, for uh, for Dynamark? Are you uh, gonna, you know, you you be satisfied with going along at X amount of of growth, or do you have uh, you know big plans for the next five years to to take this thing uh, over to to other markets? Or, um, you know, I honestly don't have you know huge plans. I mean, I know I have you know what my goals are to uh, for growth. Um, and, and for me, it's growth in terms of, of accounts. It's not, you know, revenue is obviously very important, but, you know, the value of an alarm company revolves completely around um, the amount of recurring revenue that you mm-hmm. have coming in, and that revolves completely around, really, well, not completely, but to a large degree, you know, generating new accounts and then, and then keeping 
the attrition rate of your existing accounts down. So um, one of the things that I've been focusing a lot on this year is just really establishing a, a really good team of people that are really service-focused, and, and that's really coming together very well, too. And this is on a completely different front than what Kevin's been doing, is, is just trying to get great people in here, and we actually just brought in another really great person, and they just, so it's, you know, have a lot of little goals. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny you mentioned that, though, but, I mean, a lot of people don't – a lot of people kind of disconnect that service element from marketing, but obviously oh, in, no. in any way, shape, and form, you know, in which your business comes into contact with a with a prospect, uh, it's all a marketing function of sorts. So it sounds like uh, it sounds like you are pulling some things together nicely, and, and, you know, I think, you know, the lesson for me for a lot of entrepreneurs is, is – to go out and get that, and I heard you say it early on, that, that you knew there were things you wanted to outsource that you didn't want to do either because you didn't like doing them, you weren't good at doing them, they took away from the primary, you know, kind of high, high payoff work. And I think that that's a, a lesson many entrepreneurs need to, need to learn uh, if they're going to indeed grow their business. So, Frank, Kevin, thanks for joining me. Uh, appreciate uh, you sharing your story, and I think people will find uh, plenty of inspiration uh, in it. Thanks for having us, John. Thanks for having us, John.